When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Apartment 4D. We're here to discuss season two, episode number four, Neighbors. I'm here with my co-host, Heather. Hi, everybody. And Joe. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Just so consistent (laughs) with his intro. Um, Before we get into this episode, we're going to pass around the feeling stick. Heather, did you bring any items for the feeling stick tonight? This morning. I don't have any feeling stick items. Okay, no problem. Joe, do you have any? Um, no, I don't think I do this time. Okay, I have two items for the feeling stick. I like how Joe thinks Ooh. about it. In case yeah. the feeling stick comes to him at the last minute. Um, so first, <laughs> I want to thank everyone again for their kind Instagram comments and messages. But I'd like to give a special shout out to Christiana Murray. I screenshotted you her message this week. She's the oh, very who explained nice. to us the uh, the painting and the jacuzzi Miller, and she always has. A, I think she's a lot smarter than us. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and she always delivers maybe our mistakes or if we ask a question so kindly. So I'd like to give a shout out to her for the wonderful way she delivers when we get information wrong. We appreciate her. And I want to ask everyone, speaking of writing messages and stuff, I would like to ask everyone to please, if they listen to us on Apple Podcasts, or even if they don't, to cruise over to our page and rate us and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it, huh, guys? Sure. Why not? Yeah, so that the the girl you're talking about actually Christiana. told Christiana said actually corrected us and said it's Shoshana and not Roshana. Well, see now we're several episodes ahead. <laughs> yeah, so that's what she passed. So we can't say Rosha Hashana. <laughs> oh my God, Roshana is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, we and can't she was it. saying the name is Shoshana. Yeah, it's Shoshana, not Roshana. Okay, so uh, before we get into the episode, as always, I'm going to read the Netflix description and we'll see how terrible it is. This episode's description is when a group of young neighbors moves in across the hall, Seth and Schmidt are determined to become friends with them. Eh, kind of close. Oh, kind of. I don't think Jess was determined to as much as she just easily became friends with them, but we'll get into that. Guess I think Schmidt the- was determined. Exactly. Guest stars from this episode include Charlie Saxton, who plays Chaz, Morgan Krantz, who plays Fife, Jasmine D'Angelo, who plays Brory, which I thought they were saying Rory all these years, but it's Brory with a B. And oh, it is? Jin- yes. And Ginny Chung, who plays Sutton. And I would like to say, I think Sutton is a really cute name. Yeah, that is a cute name. And all the other ones were kind of out there. I think Sutton was supposed to be too, but it's cute. So our opening scene for this episode is Jess laying on the couch watching Mr. Belvedere, and she is going to watch a TGIF marathon, and 
she shows the guys that she learned how to do, did I do that? Like Steve Urkel. And Schmidt is upset because he wants her to have a plan, take some action and be crushing it. But she's currently, we find out, working out the casserole shanty. <laughs> well, the best line in that scene was when Nick said, not even in my darkest times did I do Urkel. Yes. <laughs> they, don't, they don't like to do Urkel. Which I have got a great story about Jaleel White, who plays Steve Urkel. When we get to the uh, our discussion questions, I'm so excited. Um, but I want to say that in life, you do not get enough references to the TJF Marathon. Heather, we love the TJF Marathon. TGIF! I know that's what I was so excited about because when I was in college, I was super stressed out about grades and everything. And that was my jam on Friday night, decompress, wholesome. He and I loved Belvedere. I loved all of them. Joe, did you watch the TJF Marathon? Because you're a smidge older. Was that on ABC? Uh, yeah, ABC. Yeah. And it was like the block of the four shows. And then uh, Step by Step was one of the shows eventually. Yeah, I didn't like Step by Step. I, my, I, where I went to high school, one of my classmates was named Matt Spear. He only went there my freshman year. I had total crush on him. He was so dreamy. And he had a little acting career. And he was on an episode of Step by Step. But I taped it on VHS. Oh. And like watched it a thousand times. I remember that. We were so excited about that. It made me have even more of a crush on him. Anyways, okay, so following, this is still Just all really part quick, though, um, the opening scene where Jess is kind of like in a golf suit. Her casserole shanty uniform? Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It is, reminds me of, it made me think of when they go golfing with Fawn Moscato. Yes, foreshadowing foreshadowing so we find out um that there's a knock at the door and they have four young new neighbors who chaz five sutton and Rory, and they wanted to give them a heads up that there's a party so there'd be noise and people coming through and schmidt turns that into an assumption that they're all invited and it's very obvious <laughs> that's not what the young kids meant awkward not at all so um, at the next scene, we see Schmidt upset because they referred to the party as just having a bunch of young people, and he knows he's going to live till he's 123 because he subscribed to one of those services that predicts when you're going to die, and Winston finds out he died four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Winston. He has it so tough. Nick says that he enjoys getting older because he thinks he's aging into his personality, and we get a flashback of oh. him as a kid yelling at kids. Very believable, right? So good. I love Nick flashbacks. And then Schmidt says he thinks that he's still actually growing. He's like the Jewish Peter Pan. Yeah, <laughs> Schmidt. Any comments on that scene before I move on, Joe? I think in that scene is when Nick says, you mean he's kind of fill up my gas tank kind of rich? We're not. I don't think we're there yet. Oh. Fill my gas tank all the way up kind of rich. That, yeah. I use that quote in life and pretend like it's my own. That, that oh, is, that's the anthem of 20-year-olds. Because if you remember when you got your first car and you're driving your first car, I mean, it was like a special event for you ever to put a full tank in. Mm -hmm. Like usually yeah, it's, okay, I got to go to work three times this week. So I, uh, let's see, I go about 30 miles. So Okay, I put four dollars in. <laughs> it's just enough 
for you to get to working back. If anything happened or you had to take a side road, uh-oh, you're in trouble. Gosh, yeah, that's true. So everybody heads to the party, and it's obvious that Winston and Nick do want, not want to go. We find out that Nick is wearing Old Spice. Schmidt freaks <laughs> out because it has the word old in it. The kids open the door when they hear the arguing and say it's been notched down to a chill hang. But everyone just walks inside instead, and Nick and Winston automatically leave. And before we get deeper into that and scene. And Jess brings a casserole. Yes, before we get deeper into that scene and discuss that, though, I was just like, have you guys ever gone somewhere where everyone's young and you immediately, like, want to leave? You mean yelling um, like that? Um, no, well, they're young, not yelling. Were they young? Yes, well, they're younger. They wanted to leave because if they were younger than them and, like, had found furniture and were, like, you know, watching a, a – instead of a TV together, they're watching a laptop, and Nick's like, oh, I can't do this, and Winston's like, no way. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Uncomfortable, because everyone was younger? Hmm. I don't know. Not I mean, really, because I'm a young soul. That's true. Heather? <laughs> you are a young soul. Um, I mean, for me, I hung out with you and your friends, but I was not uncomfortable. I was happy. Okay, good. I don't think, um, sometimes at my work, I don't ever want to leave, but I do notice that, like, I'm older than everybody else. I'm, like, well, I'm not, but there's a certain part of my work, everyone's really young. But I don't, I don't really feel, like, as worried about it as Schmidt is. So, um, in the same scene, Schmidt comes in, ruins the ending of Top Gun for them, and that's when they see Jess has a casserole. Do you want to take that part, Heb? Yeah, because I know she worked at Casserole Shanty, mm -hmm. so that was how they tied it in, but it cracked me up because, like, I bring casseroles to people because I'm old. Yes. Yeah, I think that's, that's why they had to work at Casserole do. Shanty. And yeah. I love how, I think it was Chaz goes, is that Cash Shant? Like, instead yeah. of Casserole Shanty? <laughs> yeah. And then and when Jess goes to show them... It What's sounds that? like a really good restaurant. Casserole Shanty sounds disgusting to me because of the visual where she's like, low on bean. I'm good on bean. Those casseroles do oh, not look good. That does not make Casserole Shanty look good. No, and I don't like her visor. But that's how she casserole. That's how she casserole. Casserole. <laughs> and our daughter's name is Cassidy, and I call her casserole sometimes. And the other day I was like, well, that's how she casseroles. And I was like, why is everything I say from this show? Do I have no, none of my own thoughts? Well, there's two very <laughs> uh, dating type, type of things going on here. And what I mean by that is, so the kids don't know who Urkel is. So when she does that imitation, well, they're like, oh, well, she did it. She did it in this scene. Uh -huh. They didn't know it. But then the other thing is, and, and we, we don't understand this. Our, our generation is different. But our generation, when we get a TV, we started out as kids and it was a little 10 by 10 box sitting on the, sitting on the, you know, carpet mm -hmm. on the floor. There was no flat screens or anything like that. And right. now we're out buying 60, 70, 80 inch TVs. I mean, wow, it's, we are. it's crazy. But the young generation did not have our TV envy. So they, so they get smaller. don't <laughs> want these flat screens at 60, 70. Oh, okay. Oh, TV on her laptop. That's their laptop. That's their TV. 
good insight. Yeah, so it's a weird dynamic there that they don't know Urkel, and then they're like content with just a computer. Mm -hmm. I think someone took the Instagram comment about how insightful he is, and he's oh. with his insights. Would that be true, Joe? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a low-hanging fruit right there. <laughs> As I like to say, good insight, Joe. Yes, you really do like to say that. So in the next scene, Schmidt and Jess come in in the same clothes they were wearing the night before and say, you guys missed like a sick hang last night. And I have no idea how they would have lasted all the way to the morning in that house where no one really wanted them there. It flashes, I know. It flashes back to Jess also doing How Rude, which is from Full House. And... I I hate to say this, but that was so annoying to my nerves. Yeah, when the little girl did it, yeah. Well, yeah. I think she was annoyed by Jess, too, right? And, Je like, it, Jess is Urkel. I was just like, oh, my gosh, stop it, Jess. That's yeah. how I felt. Jess doesn't annoy me a lot. I know a lot of people actually get agitated by her, but she is not my favorite in this episode because – and also, those are sacred to me, those sayings. Like, That's I don't what say I mean. them in my daily life, but they mean a lot to me because I heard them for so long when I was at a formative age. Yeah, thank you for using that word. They're, like, sacred. Yeah, exactly. So, um, when Schmidt eventually leaves the room, she tells the guys that they all hate Schmidt, and that's when Nick says if he had, like, a dollar for every time he had to stop hanging out with people because they didn't like shit Schmidt, he would be rich. Like, fill my gas tank all the way up, Rich. <laughs> no favorite line. And that's when we find out that Nick has decided to start pranking him, and when we are introduced to Winston as Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and he, we find out that he's taken Schmidt's shoes and shaved the heel off the left shoe of everyone so he feels uneven. And Winston says, maybe we could take the shavings and sprinkle them around his car. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. And then we find out that Nick is peeing in a jar to throw it all over Schmidt's bed to make him think he's incontinent. And Winston says, instead of urine, we should use acid and throw it on his face. Oh, I know. Winston went to the dark side there. But it illustrates to us something we learned about Winston that's so important all the way up to the very last episode of the series is his pranks either are way too small or way too or big. Or way too big. And the best part is how he thinks he's so good at them. Ugh, Winston, that guy. So in our next scene, Jess and Schmidt are going back over to the young people's apartment, and uh, Schmidt noticed that his pants are way longer than usual and references that Nick picked him up from the dry cleaners, so we know what happened there. Right. And Jess just tells them, look, this is hard to tell you, but it's not that hard. They hate you. Now, and I had an issue with that. Really? That is not, that is completely out of character for Jess. She would have broken it down into, like, uh -huh. very gentle terms. Or maybe even gone to the kids and asked them to be nicer to him. To but like him, yeah. I will say, these first, like, four or five episodes of the season, everything she does is out of character. Not having oh. a job, working the casual shanty, not having any drive, acting like she still can't be a teacher. So I'm going to give her a pass. What? I'm going to give her a pass. Oh, okay, I'll give her a pass. No, you don't have to. I'm just saying that, to me, I was like, well, she's kind of doing everything else out of character, but I thought that, too. And she's um, been off a while, and she's working at Casserole Shanty, so she's yeah, worn she out. Yeah, she's cranky. 
So they meet up with the gang in the hall. They invite Jess and eventually say, you too, Schmidt, reluctantly. Schmidt fakes getting a phone call from, did you guys catch this? Ferguson. Ferguson, foreshadowing. And, and, and it's so funny because Schmidt uses the word gauche, which is yes. a totally old-fashioned word. I know, yeah. A- Poor Schmidt, he's having a rough episode. Yeah. So in the next scene, Nick is hollowing out the chair in the living room so that when Schmidt sits in it, he won't be able to get up. And we find out he switched Schmidt's fiber pills with placebos. I'm surprised (laughs) someone Schmidt's age needs fiber pills. Jessica, she's obviously been over at their apartment all night. And uh, Winston is upset because he said he wants Nick's passion, that him and Jess should be as passionate as Nick is about pranking Schmidt. And that uh nick is an inspiration he says i want to care about something as much as you care about ruining schmidt's life exactly yeah yeah and then he tells jess they need to find that passion and that nick is an inspiration and nick says i don't like it it's too much responsibility which is a very (laughs) popular meme Um, and and also i just want to point out that nick does doesn't have money to get the plumbing fixed, mm-hmm. but he suddenly has money to do these elaborate pranks. Between twelve and thirteen hundred dollars, to be exact. And that was under budget. Under budget, like he never make a budget. Right. Have you guys but, ever invested money in pranking someone? I, I, we do pranks at work, but I definitely don't spend money on them. Yeah, I don't. I haven't. We're I not play like little pranking sort of people, though. No, I mean, I'll do some April Fool's jokes on the phone, but that's oh, about Yeah, those are good ones. Yeah, thank you, I know. Okay, so Nick fixes the TV so that when it's down really low, he yells to Schmidt that it's too loud. Schmidt measures himself <laughs> and finds out he's shrinking because Nick changed the wall. And Schmidt <laughs> finally comes to Jess and says, help me to be cool. Which you yes. know how to be hard for him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, with his ego? And because she works the casserole shanty right now. Right. <laughs> but the kids think it's cool to work at casserole shanty. Yes, or cat was cash shant. Um, so now we see Winston burst into a meeting at work, say that he's going to die soon, that he's trying to find the passion, and just basically doesn't make any sense. And at the end goes, in summation, <laughs> which I just oh. thought was funny. <laughs> Not really appropriate workplace behavior, right? No, but you know Winston. I do. He's crazy. Joe, what do you think of that? Yeah, that was just kind of a weird off-the-cuff scene. I don't know how it played in the storyline, but it was just kind of different. Well, I do, because he was jealous of Nick's passion, and so that spurred him to finally, because we know at the end, he finally got a promotion at work. Oh, okay. Right. So uh, they're back at the kid's apartment, and Schmidt walks in in a t-shirt and a scarf, (laughs) she's <laughs> crazy and Jess is like you know too many trends like you didn't do what I said he spills a beer on Jess and Chad says don't worry my mom can wash that for you and she comes over to do my laundry oh that's when Jess realizes she definitely doesn't belong with them and tells them she can't hang out with them anymore their whole friendship is based on a lie and shows them on her phone that she got the catchphrases from an old TV show. Of course, they don't think it's an old TV show, but we'll get there in a minute. So I think that I was, you know, we have to compliment Zoe Deschanel because her face really said it all after yeah. they said that about the laundry. Don't you think, Kevs? 
Yeah, she was like taking a page out of Nick's book and letting yes. her face say it all. Yes, yes, I thought that too. I felt very bad for her. I felt bad for her the whole time because those kids were a little odd. But So we're back at the loft and Schmidt and Jess are arguing about what she's doing, her life, how she's not crushing it. And he says that he's disappointed in her basically and she should never give up and she shouldn't stop teaching. And I really thought that was a great moment between Schmidt and Jess because it, it may not have started great and seemed like they're arguing, but he was really encouraging her and saying, no, like how I said before, like I looked up to you, you were really a go-getter and, and now you're not anymore. I think it was an important scene. What do you guys think? No, I actually had a totally different reaction to that scene. Oh, interesting. What? I was just like, Jess, how many people need to tell you you're a good teacher? Come yeah. on. That's true. But she, she, you know, she was down. I think it went on for too long in the, in the series, in the season. Um, yeah. But I did like that he cared because he's Schmidt. So. Right. But we're also coming it. up on an episode where Cece tells her what a great teacher she is. That's true. And in uh, a past episode, Nick did it. That's true, too. Yeah, no, you're making some good points. I didn't notice yeah. that parallel. She needs a lot of reinforcement. Right now, yeah. Right That's now. The first couple episodes aren't my favorite of the season because she's just not herself. So yeah. the kids come over, and what I think was just one of the most beautiful lines of this episode, they, they don't care that she got her catchphrases from a low-budget web series. <laughs> <laughs> They think this is a new show that's just like on YouTube or like, um, you know, it's so funny. I just thought that was so clever. Nick walks by coughing, says, don't trust your government. Um, and that's when they are like, oh my gosh, it's the old guy. We've got to get out of here. And Schmidt asks Chaz. Now I'm noticing like, I only quote Chaz. He's like the one who had the most lines. Um, he asked him, you know, I'm not old, whatever. And he says, we don't hate you because you're old. We hate you because you're a viciously unbearable asshead and that makes Schmidt happy yes thank god we got to see some happiness from Schmidt yes Schmidt is excited because it's not because he's old it's because of his personality and he could change that so Winston yeah. comes in and then he's so happy I know it's a very very odd reaction to news that you're an asshead um, right. Winston walks in he says he's a brand new man he's a producer of his own talk show from 2 35 to 5 35 a.m I would get up and listen to Winston's talk show I mean I know he's just a oh, producer but still I would be there every morning absolutely that's when we find out Nick spent between 12 and 1300 on pranks and Jess says don't ever prank me and he kind of threatens her which is a little scary and then we see that Schmidt's putting in his contacts Jess comes in to say she's going to go interview for a tutoring job, and when he puts on his um, robe, there's a hunchback, and he realizes that he's being pranked, and Winston walks in and says, I'm going to hit your head with a ski. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Too big. Well, he had referenced hitting him with a ski in the first conversation when he said uh, he pranked Sinatra, so it was weird, but it was, you know, rounded out the episode. Yeah. I mean, for me, aside from some good lines, uh, this is not a strong episode for me. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's my least favorite of the season, because I'm not 100% sure, but it's got to be in my bottom three. Yeah, sure. bottom three for sure. Joe, what do you think? I think I think it's just in the bottom three for everybody, because we're, it's not relatable for us. So the experience that everyone's going through Unless you got a teenage daughter or teenage son, I do. You kind of you kind of understand it, but like 
that you don't understand, and, and this is the biggest thing with, with, you know, with the baby boomers trying to understand the, the generation today is they don't have any motivation. But isn't it kind of funny? Every time we need something done with our computer or our phone, mm. who do we call or hand it to? Yeah. A kid. My a niece, Cassidy. Or younger. I mean, yeah. there's, things, there's things on your phone you don't even know you have until yeah. the younger generation shows you like oh that's neat so it's a whole different kind of you know uh motivation that these kids have than what we had so i think that's why we think oh this is a bottom three episode but probably if we put our kids down and watched it they would have thought it was hilarious i think it's a bottom three episode because it doesn't show any of nick and jess chemistry I don't like Jess's uniform and no I'm tired of Jess being unmotivated. I see what you're saying, but also I'm just like, oh my gosh, enough. I always miss Cece when she's not in an episode. Okay, and also on the season, right? What? Is this the first one this season without this me? season? Yeah. And then Schmidt just looks like a zoo. I it's just there's a lot of issues. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to uh Jess's our favorite Jess look. Heather, what was yours? Um, okay, well, I always love her hair when it's in a ponytail, so I was happy to see that. Um, her shorts are obscene. Sorry, Jess. Um, and so my favorite was just simply the solid red and black jacket. Okay, at the end. Yeah. Joe, what was your favorite Jess look? She had uh, something green on this uh, episode. It was a green sweater with black polka dots. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Oh, okay. So that was your favorite? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember the green with the black polka dots. I wrote down both sweaters. So the green with the black polka dots and then the striped sweater that had the buttons on the shoulder. I just thought her sweater game was strong. But I don't. Yeah. The irony is that she wore long sleeve sweaters with the world's tiniest shorts. But then she got mad at Schmidt for wearing a t-shirt and a scarf. And it's like, you literally are doing the same thing with your outfits. Is it hot? Right. Are you cold? No one knows. Good um, point. Joe, who would you like to give the best dress award to? Oh, best dress? <laughs> yep. Definitely not the kids. Oh, my gosh. They definitely That's true. A, uh... Although it was uh, very telling of who they were, their clothes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't care about matching. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's um, for sure. Uh, it's a it's a tough one to say. I mean, I think Winston had a suit. I think that might have mm -hmm. been the first time we've seen him in a suit. It's we've seen him a couple other times. Yeah. 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 So I've got to Winston this episode for putting the suit on. Okay, Heather, okay, who's sure. your best dressed award for? Um, it's not for a person. It's for an Sorry, there's sirens. Um, it's for an item. Mm -hmm. And it's Schmidt's register, registered sex defender shirt. Nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, I put my best dressed as Schmidt because I just liked his range. He had the, the big pants, which was funny. He tried so hard with the kids. Not necessarily good, but it just brought me, like, some comedic relief. Joe, did you give your best yeah. dress to yeah, to Winston. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. With a suit. It's my bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so favorite Schmidt moment. Heather, since you love Schmidt the most, why don't um, you go first? Mine was sort of at the end. Just he was like, they hate my personality. They hate my personality. 
was a good moment. Joe, what was yours? Well, it's it's that same thing, but the exact line was actually, they hate me for my personal personality. I can change my personality. Yeah. So yes. that's why he was happy about it being the personality, because he can change that. He was worried right. they weren't going to like him because, you know, he likes couscous or charcuteries or something, you know? No, it's because he, he was old. That's he, why he thought they didn't yeah, like Yeah, yeah. So he was scared it wasn't something that he could change. Right. Uh, my right. favorite Schmidt moment was when he was kind of helpful to Jess, even though he did it in a little bit of an abrupt way because it kind of ends up changing <clears throat> stance. And I'm for anybody who gets that girl out of the slump. Our jar count was zero, like it mostly is. And now we'll move on to favorite funniest moments. Um, I already said mine, which was the low budget web series line. Heather, what was your favorite funniest moment? Absolutely, without a doubt, Schmidt, Schmidt saying Ferguson into the phone. Mm, that's a good one. I like yelled guys, when I heard it. Do you guys think that was for they, they couldn't have known at that point. I think a writer probably has a pet named Ferguson, or no, I don't think they knew. We're gonna name a cat Ferguson later. I think. You know, it's, there's a lot of that happens in a lot of shows. When you go back and watch them, you'll notice. It's probably because just like me, like, I like the name Lorelai, so I would work that into stuff if I could. Oh, you okay, that makes you sense. You it into a one-second phone call three seasons later when you name a character Lorelai, you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Uh, Joe, your favorite or funniest moment? I want to say it was probably the one, and I think Nick said this, because or or Schmidt, and they said, at least I own a trash can and I can rent a car. Yes, yeah, that, yes, was, that was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or was it Jess? It was when Schmidt and Jess were talking. Yeah, I think it was Schmidt uh, talking to um the Jess. Kid, the, to Jess. Yeah, yeah. During that argument that I like. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I mean, because the rent a car references, you got to be twenty five to rent a car. Do. Right, right. That's, that's always, and that's everybody's weird thing. It's like, I can't rent a car, but I can fight in a war. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah. Or you can drink alcohol, but you can't rent a car. So now it's time to pass out our Honey Roast Award for the best character, performance, prop, whatever in this episode. I would like to give mine to all the kids who live across the loft. Because while this isn't my favorite episode, I thought those actors did a really good job of appearing to be kind of confused slackers. Um, and it was something different. So I had trouble with my Honey Roast Award this time, but that's, that's who I'm going to give it to. I also like their fun names. Heather, who's your award going to? Interestingly, I initially was going to give it to no one because I was so distraught with the episode. And then I said, no, I can't do that. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Schmidt. Because he said Ferguson? Because he said no, and he was, like, really good at acting totally stressed about his age. Okay, I like it. We've all been stressed about our age. I can identify with that part. Totes. So, who, who are you giving the award to? I would say for Jess. And the reason is because she had to balance the breaking of the news to Schmidt that you know the kids might not be all that into them mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and then at the same time she had to show a certain coolness to the kids mm -hmm. so right. she tried to be young and old at the same time but she gave up pretty quick and so i can't do it you know what i like about your honey roast award is because you really go into like 
the level of stress and the experience of the fictional character when you when you give it out. Have you noticed that, Heather? Yeah, yeah, good perspective. It's interesting how we all do it differently. And I just okay. want to say, I think Joe has gotten deeper since he lost his closed captioning. And since that yeah. woman said he was insightful on Instagram. <laughs> but he has, he takes more notes now that he's dropped the closed captioning. That's like, just like I told you guys, for me, I just can't, I'm trying to watch the show and look at them. And then my eye is catching the words and I'm trying to take notes. It took me like 15 times as long to get through an episode the time I did closed captioning. Yeah. Um, okay, I did not even remember to look for a bear. I was so stressed out with all these different characters and scenes. Did you guys find the bear other than the kitchen and Winston's room? I looked and looked and I did not. Like, I went back through the episode and I couldn't find one. Joe? No, I can't think of any, uh, any bear references. Although, you know, those clothes, like one of those kids could have had a bear on, on their clothes. Oh, conceivably. I don't think True American on Instagram has caught up to um, this episode yet, so we'll have to wait and see. But if someone knows and would like to write it on our Instagram page, just go to the post about this episode and let us know because, man, do you guys come in clutch with the follow-ups. I would love it when someone follows up and it's not a question we ask. And they're oh, just I like, oh, that. I thought this, so I agreed with this. I just, it brings me so much joy. I love our Instagram. You guys love it, too. interact I with us. It. Yeah. So, okay, discussion questions. If you guys don't mind, I'd love to go first. I'm so excited. Sure. It's not I'm a question. If Joe is. Although I guess I get, it's a question to Joe. Do you remember this happening? So Joe got himself, myself, and our son Caden tickets to some sort of Dodger game, but there was a celebrity all-star game before it. Do you remember that? Yep. So we Dodger Stadium's parking is intense. So we had to park kind of far away. We were walking through the parking lot, like towards some sort of VIP parking area just to get into the stadium. And this very expensive, loud, and I don't know cars, but sometimes you can just look at a car and you can tell it's expensive. Car, tinted windows, comes flying through the parking lot. I literally grab our son to pull him out of the way. I'm screaming because he almost hits us all. It is Jaleel White, who's <gasps> Urkel. What? All kinds of late to the celebrity softball portion of this game because it like we were late and it had already like about to start. Jaleel? Yes. And I remember like he was like jumping out of the car and I'm just like, you know, pretty decent person. But like if you almost run my son over with a car, like I'm gonna get really mad at you. And I remember physically like having to bite my tongue and be like, you know what, we're in Los Angeles, like we're in the parking lot, Joe paid a lot of money for these tickets. Like, let's just move on. And then we sit down, like, two minutes later, they call him out, and he's waving. And I look at Joe, we start laughing. We're like, that's the guy who almost ran us over. Urkel almost ran us over. I'm yeah. surprised that when he almost ran you over, he didn't say, did I do that? Yeah, no. <laughs> I guess only if he hit us. I was just like, who almost gets run over by Urkel? And I'm right now, what I'm binge-watching with um, our son is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which, man, if we, I just binge-watched it because I taped it on MTV, too, because I knew my son would love it so much. I don't know where you can stream it, but if you can, I highly recommend it. That just stands the test of time of being straight-up comedy, and we just watched an episode where they referenced Urkel, and I thought that was funny because then I watched this episode, so that is my discussion story. Heather, did you bring a discussion story or question? Well, now I have a discussion question for you, is why didn't you ever tell me that Jaleel White almost hit you? I feel like I definitely did, but this was several years ago. 
Yeah. Okay. All it right. Was, it was a long time when Caden was little, so it was it was it was pretty long ago that you probably just forgot. I mean, I was I told yeah. everyone I was very worked up. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of my discussion questions we already all kind of answered, and that was, did anyone get annoyed by Jess's impersonations? Yes. And we did. Okay. Um, have you ever exhausted yourself? I'm sure no one goes to the links of Schmidt. Uh, trying to keep up with like a younger friend. Mm. I will say, generally speaking, no. I love the my coworkers and people I've met who are younger because it's always fun to meet people who are like in college or just starting their career, and you can like help them with connections or advice. And I think I have a kind of youthful personality. However, I have gone places like on vacation with younger people, like to Vegas or something. And I, uh, yeah, that I need my sleep. I think it's just who I am. I don't know if it's because I'm old. And so not to the lengths that Schmidt has. What about you, Joe? You, you do get along with any age group. You seem yeah. very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I can hang with any of them. But not probably in the last five or ten years. But maybe when I was 35. And I can hang with 25-year-olds maybe, but mm -hmm. you get to a certain point where that night out till 1, 2, 3 in the morning, the next day you're feeling it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Totally. <laughs> Whereas, you know, when you were younger, you didn't feel it. Right. And forget about going out Friday and Saturday. There's none of that happening. You yeah, either go out Friday or Saturday. Or Saturday, yeah. <laughs> There's no, no, there. in a row. That's, just, that's why it's hard when you go to Vegas or somewhere. Because I'm like, what are you, what, we're doing something the second night? <laughs> yeah. What about you, Heather? Uh, you know, I did. Um, and the friendship only survived about six weeks. And OMG, was I tired. <laughs> yeah, those youngsters, they can really get around. Do you have a second discussion question? Um, oh, has anyone ever insulted your age? Yeah, McCain does all the time. <laughs> our, our son loves to remind me how old I am. Joe? That's funny. Oh, I have a fun story. I have two fun stories about Joe's age. Have I ever told the story about the high school um, open house on the podcast? I don't think I have. And your friend was the teacher and he sold radio? No, different open house. We went to our daughter's freshman year open house. Her math class, the bell schedule was confusing. Everyone's ending up in the wrong classes. She came with us because it's a brand new school. She's showing us around. So it's Joe, me, and our daughter. And I'm sitting next to her. And he says, okay, raise your hand if you're in fourth period because everyone's in the wrong classes. And I turned to Cassidy and said, like, raise your hand. She raised her hand. And then the teacher was like, excuse me, ex what class are you in? What class are you in? Why are you not like, getting mad? And I turned and looked behind me. And I was like, are, are you speaking to me? And he's like, yes, which class of mine are you in? And I have to say that I do look a little young, but there was no air conditioning. So I like sweated all my makeup off. And, and so I don't know why they didn't have it on. And I was like, I'm her mom. And the whole like the chairs like scooched and everyone turned around and was like, what? And I go, I'm her mom. He's, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, just, I, I thought he had two daughters. <laughs> now this story, I do remember this story. Oh, that happened. Joe, any other stories you want to tell? Yeah, and that and that's weird because I mean I was carded, you know, until I was thirty-five, you know, because I look so young. Yeah, and, you do. Yeah, and and that was just uh, I I call it a misperception by the teacher, but 
Well, I don't know if it's that weird because you and I were just reminiscing about how a couple years before that, when I first met you, I picked you up while you're getting a new car stereo and the guy said, oh, your daughter's here. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's two times. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really weird. People think I have kids when I was six or something. I don't know. Uh, Heather, has anyone insulted your age? Yeah, um, this one time I was working for a college and we would go to junior colleges to recruit students. So I was at this college near where we live and it's called Crafton Hills College. And this student came up to me and he's like, I'm so upset. You know, I didn't think I was gonna have to go to a junior college and now here I am. And it was like a long story. And he's like, I'm afraid I'm not gonna graduate in four years. And so I said, oh, well, I graduated in four years, and I went to here to Crafton, too. And he said, they, ha they had this school back then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that story. That's amazing. No, I literally called you from my cell phone as soon as it happened. And that was a long time ago. A long time ago, yeah. But I still <laughs> remember it. Well, sure you do, yeah. Joe, did you bring a discussion question? No, I, I think the discussion question was, you know, do we stereotype or or not give the millennials the credit we should, you know, and because we we do we do you compare other people or do you compare your work habits as a youngster to these young kids today? And because it's not the same, you go, ah, they don't have the motivation and the drive we have. I don't. Well, that's a great question, Joe. Um, I, in your line of work, you work with a lot of young people. Yeah. I'm not exposed to a lot of young people. Um, like my niece and nephew, though, like I think my niece has an amazing work ethic and she keeps her grades up she works like 30 hours a week and then like about the technology she is always willing to help me with my technology but again my my exposure is very limited i just think that because i remember being young and people always saying like sort of condescending stuff to me about the problem with my generation and for whatever reason, it just stuck with me as something that was hurtful, that when I look at another generation, I just always look at it like it's just a different experience. Right. So I don't, I don't look at it like a different work ethic. I just look at, oh, they have different hurdles. They have, they have great things like technology that are hurting and helping them. And I have things that hurt and helped me. You know, when, when pages well, yeah, were introduced, I, I it was a big want, deal. In this digital age, I wouldn't want to be a teenager. No, oh, I'm so glad. It'd be so embarrassing to capture all that yeah. on film. They're pretty savvy, though. They're pretty good at knowing how to manage their social media. Yeah. But anyways, that was just what I'll say. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is is that's their that's their social, you know, when we were kids, your social status is what team you're on athletically or were you a cheerleader or were you, you know, in some type of popular club or music or band where you, you know, some kind of leader like that. Whereas today it's how many followers do you have? How many likes do you get on certain right. posts? You know, what kind of YouTube video did you make? I mean, these kids, and it's and it's off the charts. I mean, you got kids that are 10 years old making multi-million dollars testing toys, you know? So, right. uh, it's, well, and the thing is, is the different. kids today, 
we would go home or go have the weekend and that was downtime. Kids today, they're 24 seven. They don't get a break. Yeah. And they're, they're, and they're always connected. online. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's just a different type of motivation, a different type of, you know, getting to know things. I mean, they got Google at their hands as well. They do. So they get. So they do we, but we never that. use it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we ask other people to use it for us. We're the lazy ones. Hence our um, podcast. So that was a lengthy and good discussion period. Um, I want to let everyone know I know what the next episode is. I'm so excited. Next time we'll be talking about episode number five entitled Models. Interesting a lot, enough, I'm noticing a pattern. Not a great episode for Jess, if I'm remembering that episode correctly. Oh, no. We've all been through stuff and we've had some rough periods. So I'm looking forward to two or three more episodes from now where she turns things around. Yes. Um, and we hope you guys all have a great week. Bye, right. everybody. Bye. Bye.